Hello and welcome to another Tabletop Games Blog Saturday review. Look at the market. There are potions, vessels, artifacts and rings. Some are too expensive and others just don't let me mix up powerful concoctions. The fingering of the additional pinky looks useful. And the ghost beaker is also a promising start. So let me buy both, add them to my deck and then see if, on my next turn, they would allow me to join the League of... Potion Slingers by Anthony Fasano. Potion Slingers is advertised as a card comboing brouhaha, and I think that sums it up nicely. The game tries to create something new in the already quite saturated genre of deck building card battling games. There are dozens upon dozens of cards depicting potions, vessels, artifacts, and rings, which you can acquire on your turn. Potions deal damage to opponents on their own, or they can be mixed together in a vessel to hopefully increase their potency, or loaded into an artifact like you load foam arrows into your nerf gun. Other brands are available. Rings, meanwhile, tend to give you some sort of protection, increase the power of your attack, or add some other permanent ability. So far, nothing new really. The gameplay in Potion Slingers will also be very familiar to you, if you've ever played another deck-building card battling game. Draw cards, buy cards, play cards and deal damage or heal. You can play with up to four players, allowing you to choose who you want to attack and making it probably a bit more fun than some two-player only card battling games. However, it's all very common fare and won't surprise anyone. There are a few things that Potion Slingers does differently and that I haven't seen in other games. First of all, your draw deck is face up. Cards you buy go on top, while cards that get used during an attack are added to the bottom. You never shuffle the draw deck either. Instead, you simply draw from the top. That allows you to plan ahead a little. You know which cards you will draw on your next turn, but so will everyone else. Secondly, everyone tracks the damage with so-called essence cubes. These represent 10 HP, health points and everyone starts with a certain number of them. As you get attacked, you move the cube down the track until it reaches zero. However, once you're at zero, additional damage doesn't hurt you. When it's your turn again, you remove the cube from the zero space and discard it. Then you add a fresh essence cube to the 10 position of your health track. It's a neat way to stop a group of players from ganging up on someone else. You get a quick breather while you're knocked out you're safe from further attack until the round comes back to you. What's also a bit unusual is that you can combine cards. Some cards get more powerful if you tuck certain other cards under them. It's all about the potions that come in a number of different colors, and it's certain color combinations that create interesting effects. That's the combo element of potion slingers that I mentioned at the beginning of this review. Everyone also plays a different character, each with their own unique power. Some are more powerful but harder to play, while others are weaker but easier to integrate into your strategy. Something that really stands out for me with Potion Slingers is the component quality. They are amber colour translucent plastic cubes, which are used as the essence cubes during play. A custom 10-sided dice is used to track how much money, called pips in the game, you have on your turn. That's really useful because you not only buy cards, but you can also sell some. So how much you have will go up or down. 
You can also keep some pips for during your turn to spend on special powers or activate bonuses on some of the cards. The game comes with a player aid card for everyone describes the overall turn structure and the actions you can carry out, which is really helpful. Everyone also gets a really thick dual-layer player board. That board is really only used to store essence cubes and track your HP. That's its only function. However, it is nice to have and I prefer to health darts or using HP value cards or similar. It's really functional and a nice addition. The box is really full to the brim. You really get a lot of components for your money. There's hardly any air in the box which I love. There's also a great plastic insert which makes everything fit nicely. That means you can chuck the box around and everything will remain in place. That's something not many games can achieve. It's not all rosy though. The illustrations aren't my cup of tea. I'm sure the style was chosen intentionally and appeals to some people. For me though, it's not clean enough and looks a bit messy. The same goes for graphic design. I know it's nice to have a thematic font, but that works on the box cover and maybe for some of the branding, you need an easy to read font for the rulebook and the cards. I can almost forgive the use of the Potion Slingers font in the rulebook because it's actually pretty readable, but the problem with a fancy font becomes really apparent on the cards. Like in other deck building games, it's important to be able to read the card text in Potion Slingers. You can read the text when you hold the cards in your hand or have them there on the table in front of you. However, there's a shared card market in the middle of the table. Even on a small table, it will still be hard for people to read the card text on those cards. People need to pick them up to be able to read what their effects are. An easy to read font would have made a huge difference here. I also think that the gameplay could have benefited from refining. I love how you can combine potions to create combo effects. I love how potions are mixed in vessels or loaded into artifacts. Some of the ring abilities are also good fun. The game also starts to flow better after a few turns, even though it does take a little while to remember which cards get trashed and which are put at the bottom of your draw deck on your turn. The problem I have with Potion Slingers is that you feel like you should be able to plan ahead and create a strategy, but as soon as you've got the vessel or artifact you wanted, the potions you need are probably no longer available you're really just reacting to what's available in the market. You buy cards that you can use on your next turn, then play the cards that are in front of you and hope that they give you useful combos. Sometimes you can really mess with another player, forcing them to trash some of the cards. Other times you can deal a huge amount of damage. Most of the time though, you're just doing the best with the cards you have. It really doesn't feel like you've got much control. The reason for this is also why Potion Slingers is different to many other deck building card battling games. Rather than literally building up a deck with useful cards and then thinning out the ones you no longer need, in Potion Slingers you constantly drain your deck because you have to trash cards. You never build up a deck. You're constantly recycling through cards and heavily rely on the card market to replenish what you need. Now, don't get me wrong, I can see how much love has gone into this game. It's clearly a passion project and I can see that there will be people who love it. However, it also feels a bit like things went a bit too far. The sheer number of cards, each with its own name and illustration is impressive, but a smaller, more refined deck that was designed to improve the chances of creating powerful combos would have been better in my view. I'm sure that when you play Potion Slingers a lot, 
you will know the cards so well that you feel more in control. When you play the game for the first time though, it feels like you are better off just slinging potions at your opponents and not bothering with vessels or artifacts. Sure, you can deal more damage with the latter than you can with potions alone, but it takes time to load them and get them ready. Dealing a constant amount of damage each turn, even if it's a small amount, feels like it's going to be more effective and certainly more consistent than trying to get the right combination of potions to deal one big hit. So for me, Potion Slingers has a lot of potential and shows some new twists and ideas that I'm keen to see in more games. As it stands though, it needs more work and refinement to stand out and become the game it wants to be. Thank you for listening to this Tabletop Games Blog Saturday Review Podcast. Please check the description below for links mentioned in this episode as well as to the written version of this article on the blog. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, give us some stars or leave a review. Please also tell your friends about me and if you want to offer financial support, check out my Patreon Ko-fi pages, links to which you'll find in the blog at tabletopgamesblog.com. So thank you again for listening and I hope to see you again soon. This podcast was made possible by the generous help of my supporters. Role Patron, Sean Newman. Magic Champion, John Risley. Castle Guards, David Miller and James Naylor. Dice Masters, Alex Bardi, Paul Grogan and Robin Kay. And Shining Lights, Jacob Davis, Gavin Jones, Vukashin Nizovich, Sarah Reed and Richard Simpson.